0: The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we do a podcast to answer questions that you're wrestling with that you normally wouldn't hear the answer for on a Sunday morning message or in Sunday school or in a Bible study. So we try to answer these specific questions to give you a resource so that you have information that is pertinent to your Christian life. And so today we're going to deal with a question that you hear a lot about in Christian circles, especially on Christian radio, and usually it's with regards to, I hate to say it, the culture wars. Oftentimes you'll hear this statement as far as the role of the church in society and we really need to determine, is that what Jesus was talking about? You say, well, what are you talking about, George? Well, here's the question. What does it mean to be the salt of the earth? Remember, Jesus talked about that in his Sermon on the Mount, when he said, you are the salt of the earth. And so today, you hear a lot of things about the church being the salt of the earth. Well, is that what Jesus was referring to with regards to our involvement in the culture wars and trying to keep our society a certain way? Is that what Jesus was talking about? So that's what we're going to wrestle with today. So we're going to look specifically at where does this concept come from about our being the salt of the earth. So here's what we're going to see. First of all, We're going to look at the Sermon on the Mount and see exactly what Jesus says about this issue. Look with me, chapter 5 of Matthew, verse 13. Here's what Jesus says. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Well, here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to take this verse, and we're going to look at, first of all, what does it mean to be salt? What does salt do? And then we're going to see how it's emphasized today. But we're actually going to maybe focus then away from the emphasis that's being focused on in our Christian world today in North America, and actually look at a greater meaning that I think is coming out of the Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to look at it within the context of the passage and see that maybe it's talking about something else. So let's first of all, let's talk about what we mean by when we say salt. What does it mean to be salt? And there's a couple of things that come out of here. The first is, is that salt creates a thirst within someone. So it's possible that Jesus was talking about are being something that would create the thirst in others. The other emphasis that often is referred to when we talk about salt, and this is where those who are looking at the whole issue of the culture wars would focus on, is that salt also acts as a preservative. So in the ancient cultures, salt would often be used to preserve meats. They didn't have refrigerators as we did, but rather they would use salt. So let's talk about how it's used often today. Usually on Christian radio, when you hear people talking, especially if they're involved in some sort of political action, they'll often refer to the fact that the church is supposed to be the salt, as Jesus said, the salt of the earth, the salt of the earth. So what they mean by that is, is that they feel That the church is supposed to act as a preservative. That is to preserve the moral fiber of a culture. And that's what the role of the church is. And that's what our role is supposed to be today. That we're supposed to preserve the culture against the onslaught of immoral or amoral values that are attacking the very fiber of our nation. Now, here's the problem. The problem is, is that isn't true. You say, well, it's true in our culture. We're in the midst of a culture war and and this is going on. Yeah, in our nation. But when you look at Christian as, as a whole, and as you look at Christianity as a whole throughout history, that hasn't been true as far as preserving morality. In fact, I'm just going to be honest with you. If you look at the context of the passage in the time in which Jesus was speaking, the very moral fiber of the Roman world did not exist as we think of it existing. It actually was very immoral. And the things that we're repulsed by that's happening in our culture today were very much a part of the fiber of the Roman world and very much going on beyond the scale of what we realize today. So it's not that Jesus is saying that we need to preserve the culture. So that's not the emphasis here. The emphasis isn't when it says that you are the salt of the earth, that he's talking about our being a preservative to the culture, because you and I would be repulsed by the Roman culture. So what is it that he's talking about here then? Well, I think the best thing that we need to see is going back to the first meaning of the word salt in that it creates a thirst so what does it mean then well i think the greater meaning for you and i to grasp and we'll see it in the context of the passage is actually the simple meaning of the passage so look with me when you look at chapter 5 he begins first of all with the beatitudes talking about blessed are the poor, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are those who are persecuted. And then in the two verses before verse 13, he talks about blessed are you when you are reviled and persecuted and when they say evil things against you. And rejoice, for your reward will be great in heaven. So those—that's the context. He's talking about you being persecuted for, in a way that people are saying that you're doing evil things. But then he goes on in verse thirteen, and he says, "But you, you are the salt of the earth, the salt of the earth." So he's talking about the way that we live our lives. He's talking about the character of your life. The character of your life should be such that it stands in contrast to the world around you. That it stands in contrast and even creates the thirst among people, among unbelievers, for something more than what this world has to offer. In fact, he even emphasizes this point of it meaning your life and creating a thirst because he goes on in the verse and says that if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is good for nothing. So your life, if it's not standing in contrast to the culture in which you live in and to the world in which you live in and the values. If your life isn't different and it's seasoning because it stands in contrast, then your life basically is worthless. It has no meaning as a believer. That's what he's saying here. He's talking about the character of your life. And that's especially emphasized now because if you go on the very next verse, he talks about you and I being the light of the world. That means our life is supposed to stand out in this world in which we live. It stands out for Christ. So here's the thing. Could this mean Something about our being involved in the culture wars in the church. Yeah, it could mean that. But I think the greater meaning, which is overlooked, is about you living your life right now in such a way that it stands in contrast to the rest of the world. And because of that, it draws men to Christ. It creates a thirst. That's what I think the meaning is in the passage about you being the salt of the earth. Finding Clarity Podcast is really just a weekly opportunity to answer questions that you and I deal with on a daily basis. We're trying to seek an opportunity to give you information so that you can have a fuller grasp of the Christian life more than just listening to the weekly services or the weekly opportunities at the church. So each week we're trying to answer questions that you have. Now, you can listen to the Finding Clarity podcast through various means. You can go to Facebook, facebook.com slash Finding Clarity Podcast. We would encourage you to like the page. Then you can keep up with what's happening with the podcast as far as future questions. You can also go back and look at some of the past questions. You can also go to our website, kermansvillchristian.org. Click on the media link and go there, and you will find other questions that we have done in the past, and you'll be able to keep up with the podcast there. You can also get our church app. Just simply go to your iOS app store or to Google Play. Type in Kerwinsville Christian Church. You'll see our app. It's free. We encourage you to download it on your device, and you'll be able to keep up with the Finding Clarity podcast, plus keep up with our other media resources that we have here at the church. Next week, we're going to look at another question that's very relevant, and it has to do with the issue of baptism. I am often asked by people, should they be re-baptized? Should they be rebaptized?" So here's what we're going to answer next week. Do I need to be baptized again? Do I need to be baptized again? We hope you listen next week as we wrestle with this question. Until then, Take care.